there anything better than beating the Jets? Yeah, man, there's lots of things better than beating the Jets. What? I know that there literally is, but can you just do the bit? Let's go! Give me what I want! Kick down the door! Drew, you are not doing this! What the not nice! There's a giant hit! <laughs> you hear yourself! I made like 2,000 of these. I'd like to have fun. With you, wherever you are, welcome to LFR. Yes, dogs. Dogs are better than beating the Winnipeg Jets. They're not even in our division. They're not even in our conference. Dogs are better than the Winnipeg Jets. I am in the middle of complimenting you and you leave. Okay, yeah, that one felt good. Leafs win four to one over the Winnipeg Jets. Oh, oh wait, oh wait, oh wait. In Winnipeg. Mwah. Listen, is there anything better than beating the Winnipeg Jets? Of course there is. But it's like asking, is there anything better than eating chicken wings? Yes, there are, but I really like chicken wings. It makes sense. Before we talk about the Leafs' most decisive win of the season so far, wanna bet? You can do it at Sports Interaction, Canada's sportsbook. It's that golden time of year football, baseball, basketball, hockey, all of it. Bet pregame, live in player on one of their many prop bets. Made for Canadians by Canadians, Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Join now and see all sports betting has to offer. Head to sportsinteraction.com sdpn. That's sportsinteraction.com sdpn. It's 19 plus, Ontario only. Please play responsibly. Now, I can be accused of being negative sometimes about the Toronto Maple Leafs. I get that. But I saw whining about this game before it even started because it's in Winnipeg it's against the Jets and it's probably gonna be a bit spicy people before the game are complaining about the fact that Graham Skilleter is one of the officials for this game guys can we stop with him he had one particularly bad game where the Leafs kind of got screwed maybe two overall and I know this thanks to scoutingtherefs.com the Leafs have a winning record with Graham Skilleter as the ref but I thought this was a fun one with Corey Savret the other official in this game the home team actually has a losing record right now Jets fans like oh uh, Leaf fans, I think two things can be true. One, the Leafs were the better team. Two, the Jets got jobbed. <laughs> there are a lot of games we can point to where the uh, officiating didn't go in the Leafs' favor at all. But sometimes that comes back the other way, and I, I gotta say, man, Jets fans, if you're watching this, this was one of them. Let's talk about how we got there. First of all, big shakeup in the lineup, like underratedly big shakeup heading into this game. Two guys were scratched from this game and none of them were Nick Robertson because why on earth would he get scratched after scoring two goals including the OT winner last game. Wayne Simmons in the lineup, Kyle Clifford in the lineup, we'll talk about that in a sec. Removed from the lineup, Nicola Obey-Kubel and Pierre Engvall. Now maybe on paper it's a little confusing. Engvall can do a little bit of everything. He just signed an extension over two million dollars. He could flirt with 20 goals this season. He can play on the second power play unit. He can be an important part of the penalty kill and an important part of the shutdown line at five on five. Might be the fastest player on the team and now that Mikheyev's gone he's definitely the fastest player on the team. Nicolo Obey-Kubel fourth line but 20 hits so far. He is a Tasmanian devil every time he's out there. However so far this very young season, you know how sometimes I say Alexander Kerfoot does a lot of busy work? I'm gonna go ahead and call it busy nothing. Like he's out there and he's moving and he's hustling 
and nothing's happening. We all know from the Amazon documentary that Sheldon Keefe told Jimmy VC to his face that he was a little too vanilla. And so far this season, both Engvall and Obey Kubel have been like Jimmy VC on energy drinks. I mean, there's stuff happening. I don't know if any of it's productive or good even, but here's what we got there. We know we're heading into a vicious game against the Winnipeg Jets. Why would you take Obey Kubel out of the lineup? I don't think there's a problem with taking a guy out of the lineup to make him hungrier. Also, the Leafs obviously wanted to get at very least Wayne Simmons into a game and obviously Kyle Clifford into a game. Clifford, by the way, on a multi-year deal right now and him becoming the Marlies captain, uh, as I have theorized, has not manifested. He's in the NHL. I don't think there's anything wrong with giving a hungry player a little bit more hunger in Obey Kubel. He might come back from this even better. Pierre Engvall, I think it's less of a punishment and a healthy scratch. I think this is a sort of healthy scratch. Sheldon Keefe mentioned that he's looked tentative skating. He suffered a foot injury during training camp and he only played one preseason game and he hasn't looked very good and he hasn't looked very fast because his foot hurts and those it, it sucks to go fast when your foot hurts. Engvall got sat early last season and it looked like he was on his way out the door. He was going to get waived. He was going to get traded and then he just started to string together really solid play. I think that's going to happen here too. He'll find his way back into the lineup and if he if he can't uh it's over two million dollars sitting there as a healthy scratch. The Leafs will have to get rid of him. I don't think it's going to come to that. Obey Kubel at a million dollars too. Like that, that doesn't make any sense long term. I don't think that'll be the case long term. A lot of people didn't have Wayne Simmons in their opening night lineup. I probably wouldn't have had him in my opening night lineup. But as I said on the podcast, it's an 82 game season. If you can avoid trading him, which the Leafs have managed to do, he's going to play in games because it makes sense for him to play in games. Because sometimes you head into games like this, where yes, the Leafs won last game, but they got beat up by the Dallas Stars. Jamie Benn took liberties with Austin Matthews that still stuck with him. Here he is on the bench during the shift in this game, still holding that very tender side. And I wish this wasn't on camera because now everyone is going to target it. And this isn't just the game after a game where people took liberties with your MVP six goal score. It's a game against the Jets. I think the key to the Leafs finally winning a playoff series is if they simply pretend their opponent is the Winnipeg Jets. Because the Leafs hate these guys and the feeling is incredibly mutual. But oh, does it make for a great hockey night in Canada. It doesn't start so hot though. So the third line looks a little different. Zach Aston Reese up there with Alexander Kerfoot and Callie Yarncroke on the third line. David Kampf has Simmons and Clifford on either side of him. And can I be the first to say no? I know the fourth line scored what ended up being the game winning goal, but later in the game when the Leafs had game to kill, David Kampf was out there and it wasn't with those two. This Kerfoot as the third line center thing does not work in my eyes, or at least it shouldn't be a thing long term. You can have it sometimes, you can have it early in the regular season, but come playoff time, the setup better not look anything like that. And less than five minutes into a game where the Leafs were actually looking pretty good, that line was on the ice for a dash. After a chance at the other end that Connor Hellebuck stopped, the Jets come back up this way. The Leafs have numbers back, and if you look to the top right of your screen, there's Pierre-Luc Dubois like, be very, very quiet. The Elmer Fudd strategy is not supposed to work. The pass goes cross ice, and look at Kerfoot's moment of realization. Oh dear, oh heavens. From there, Dubois is able to take a wide open shot, and Samsonov stops it, but the Leafs, turning around to clamor for the rebound, are second to the rebound after Pierre-Luc Dubois, who gets his own, and it goes in. 
one nothing Jets. I'm not gonna lie, uh, somewhat concerning start. The flavor of a lot of the games the Leafs have played so far has been not playing very well, but then doing well for spurts and kind of getting lucky a little bit. But this, oh, this is old school. This is the Leafs playing really well and then making one mistake and paying for it. The Jets had no shots on goal prior to this goal, which kind of makes him Sona's final product in this game even more impressive. It's all right, you pick yourself up, you get it back. How do you get it back? You score a goal. Well, how do you score a goal? You still gotta do the right thing. Kelly Arncroke draws an interview Interference call on Josh Morrissey, that's called one of the right things, and that's that line making up for it. Except it wasn't that line, it was actually the Leafs negating a power play. But it was halfway through their penalty kill, which meant they got a one minute power play out of it. Are you following? Do you get it? They said there'd be no math! And this assist, this secondary assist from Austin Matthews was a heck of an assist. Laboring, holding his back, Matthews is very visibly obviously not 100%, but he played great in this game and great on this power play. Almost losing the puck, very narrowly almost losing this puck a couple times, but all night he was just magnetic he was he it was spider-man with the web on the stick he holds it in the zone the Leafs keep possession he gets it to Nylander in the high slot he draws in two guys and there's your captain hey guys it's me again the captain of your Toronto Maple Leafs John Tavares is there anything better than beating the Winnipeg Jets yes scoring a goal against the Winnipeg Jets from your captain John Tavares let's have a look at it as you can see here Austin Matthews does a great job playing with the puck. The puck, the puck is the black thing that you use to score in uh, the hockey game. He gets the puck to William Nylander, who's very handsome. A lot of people don't like William Nylander, but I think that's because they're jealous that William Nylander is very handsome. Willie is so handsome that he drew in two people because they were so in awe of how handsome he was, which was good for me because that meant there were two people on Willie and none on me, and I'm good, so that's, that was good. So what I did was I made a few moves, and then you see that you see that spot up there, how it's open? You can score there if you shoot it there, and so that's what I did, and that's how I scored a goal. Thanks for watching. Tune in next time, uh, which is later in the game. I scored twice. I'm very good. John Tavares is a Leaf, and I cannot believe you, Leafs Nation. I cannot believe the amount of people who are like, is it just me or does Tavares look really good? Does John Tavares look really good? Yes! What? He's John Tavares, how dare you? Does he look very, his default is he looks very good. He's been called overrated so often that he's become underrated and weirdly, he looks pretty good in his first full off season that he's had since a serious, injury to both his head and knee. From the moment I spoke to him, the moment I spoke to him at Leafs Media Day, I'm like, ooh, there's a, there's an energy there. There's a sparkle there that hasn't been there for a while. I think he's in a really good spot mentally. He's, he's in his happy hockey place and he's racking up the points right now and helping the Leafs win games. So already we got an action-packed game less than halfway through the first period, but let's fast forward to late in the second because really that's where this game exists in the minds of Leafs and Jets fans, especially Jets fans. Because like I said, yeah, he got screwed. Out comes the fourth line for the Leafs. Now already, I don't think David Camp should be playing that far down in the lineup. And Kyle Clifford took a really not good penalty earlier in the game. Like, listen, your tougher guys are going to take more penalties. They're going to take cross checks and maybe the occasional boarding and elbowing and roughing and interference and those tough penalties. Moments after his team ties the game at one, he takes a tripping penalty in the offensive zone. 
That's not helpful. So the fourth line comes out late in the second and they're like, all right, well, how about this for helpful? The Leafs are attacking and the Winnipeg Jets are trying to defend. Simmons bumps into one of the defending Winnipeg Jets and they fall down. Admittedly, quite the break for the Leafs. Simmons has the puck, but you see he's facing the wrong way. So he bats it between his legs and David Camp, who I'm gonna, I'm gonna remind everyone, I'm gonna remind everyone once again that the season before the Leafs got David Camp from the Chicago Blackhawks, he had one goal. Boom! David Camp with a goal scorer's goal, his second of the season already, passing Austin Matthews, and we're gonna go ahead and ignore that because the Leafs have the lead. The Jets obviously furious about the collision right at the blue line where, you know, the Leafs kind of get a step on the Jets as a result. Out of all the things that the Jets can complain about in terms of officiating in this game, Nah, not really that one. Honest to goodness, I think that's two guys not really paying attention to each other, bumping into each other in open ice, and one of them fell down. And it wasn't so good for that person. But it doesn't take long for the rough stuff to kick off. One, the Jets crash the net and they poke at Ilya Samsonov, and the Leafs come to his defense. The tensions are rising, you're feeling it, and it's been bubbling. It bubbled before the game when Simmons and Clifford were even put into the lineup for their first games of the season. It started to bubble in the first period when Dylan DeMello just wrecks Mitch Marner from behind, face first into the lip of the boards, and he looks like, oh dude, his face was mangled after that. And now the Jets getting a little grumpy, getting a little upset, feeling like they should have got a call, and now they're down in the game at home, Taking a little bit of liberties with the goalie, and finally the Leafs' medal is being tested. Not long after, they take a good run at John Tavares and miss. Moments later, they take a good healthy run at John Tavares and miss like a matador, thank goodness. And about a second later, they take a healthy run at Nick Robertson and get him good. Immediately the Leafs jump to his defense. DJ Brody probably would have been first on Josh Morrissey had Mason Appleton not grabbed him, but it, I think, I think actually maybe Appleton should have let him go because instead Morrissey had to fight Morgan Riley who is bigger and fights often. Well, maybe not often. For the Leafs, he's, he fights a lot, which is like twice or three times a season. So if you were watching the stream with me on Watch a Leafs Game with Steve Dangle on the Sportsnet YouTube channel, you'll know that I didn't understand why there was no Jets power play there because I thought for sure Riley would have got the instigator. Here's how the penalties broke down. Morgan Riley, unsportsmanlike conduct against Josh Morrissey. Morgan Riley fighting against Josh Morrissey. Josh Morrissey fighting against Morgan Riley. Josh Morrissey interference against Nick Robertson? Listed as Nicholas Robertson, which is probably true, but I've never heard anyone say it, and it's strange to me. Anyway, Robertson got got in the chest, which thank goodness it was clean in that regard interference I could take or leave. Let's just say I think the Leafs were probably a bit fortunate to come out of that even strength. Then what happens not two minutes later? Rasmus Sandin hits Cole Perfetti from behind. That's what he did. He hit him from behind. He hits him right in the numbers guys. I love the Leafs. I love Sandin. I'm not calling him a bad person. I'm just saying he boarded Cole Perfetti, which he did. Was it the hardest hit ever? Did he injure Cole Perfetti on the play? As far as I know, he didn't injure Cole Perfetti on the play. And no, it wasn't that hard. So, okay, it's not five in a game. That should probably be two. Let's be honest, it should be two. Especially if you're officiating this game, because we all know refs love their game management. That should be a situation where you're like, all right, we're gonna penalize Sandine to put a lid on this situation. And a brouhaha ensues, and here were the penalties to come out of it. Three. 
Three minor penalties. Do you want to hear them? Brandon Dillon, unsportsmanlike conduct against Michael Bunting. Bunting might be fortunate that that's all because Brendan Dillon is a very tough customer. Michael Bunting, unsportsmanlike conduct against Pierre-Luc Dubois. Okay. And Pierre-Luc Dubois roughing against Rasmus Sandin. And that's it. Leafs Nation, I know darn well you reacted to that exactly the way I did. Uh, okay, yeah, I'll take that. Like, forget that the Leafs come out of that with a power play. Sandy doesn't even go to the box. He drew a penalty. He had a positive penalty differential on that shift. If I was a Jets fan, I'd be furious. And I'd be even more furious at the fact that the Leafs scored on that power play. Austin Matthews throws it on John Tavares with the perfect tip. And he beats Connor Hellebuck again. 3-1 Leafs. Hilariously, there was only one penalty in the third period. And it went to Wayne Simmons. And this was a bit of a makeup call. Because what happens? After the whistle, Wayne Simmons gives Mark Shifley a little shot, and it was kind of sneaky and kind of not nice. And yeah, he kind of earned it. He gets an unsportsmanlike conduct. Mark Shifley, in response, cross-checks Wayne Simmons with all his might and gets nothing. Now, we already found out last game with Jamie Benn that cross-checks are allowed, but that's not how that play should go. They should definitely both be gone, but because one is his team's number one center and the other is playing their first game of the season on the fourth line, and the refs, I think, saw an opportunity to even things up here a bit, the Jets get the power play. This third period was not a Mona Lisa. Jets outshoot the Leafs 12 to two, but Ilya Samsonov was razor sharp. He did get a little bit of help from the goalposts, but, Unlike for the first goal, the Leafs did an excellent job of clearing up the rebounds because Samsonov did a great job of making the first save literally every single occasion in this game, including on the first goal. He made the first save. They just weren't able to clear the rebound. He made the first save on everything else and his team was able to help him clear the rebound. He did almost give it away and I was very upset, but a flawless game except in the first period on that one goal. Listen, the storyline for this game that everyone's going to talk about is the toughness and what should be the fourth line going forward. This was the most complete game that the Leafs played all season and it was really well put together defensively. The Jets' blue line was a nightmare all season long. Whether it was the Jets giving the Leafs too much room at the blue line for the Leafs to work the puck around or the Jets trying to escape their own zone and the Leafs stifling them even if they weren't able to stop them entirely they were able to stop them partially just slow them up and they couldn't exit their zone and when they could they couldn't enter the leaf zone extremely well put together game michael bunting annoyingly if you're a jets fan gets the extra insurance marker in the empty net and Ilya samsonov is four and oh as the leafs goalie two goals against two goals against two goals against one goal against have some smile. Questions. This isn't a question, I just want to highlight my buddy Brad. <laughs> Graham's killing her tonight. That's not, is that how you spell Graham? I think he spells it the other way. Whatever, that made me laugh. Now don't be mean to Brad, he also retweeted this. This is from Garrett Hole, who is another Jets guy. Despite any moanings or groanings, the better team that performed better still won. Brad also asked, how is Iggy? Can I please see more Iggy? I am upset after the game and I would like to see Iggy. Very well, Brad. Here's Iggy. You wanted more Iggy? Here. Here is Iggy. Hello, Iggy. Good catch, Iggy. That was a no look. That was that was great. High five. We're still 
You smell great. He got groomed today, which is why he has the dashing scarf. And you smell... Is that... It's not the hemp one. What is that? It's, it's, it's whatever it is, it's working for me. Okay, in all serious Leafs Nation, here's how we can help out my buddy Brad, who is a Jets fan and, in his spare time, a referee. I can't imagine how this game was for him. Brad is actually a wonderful guy. He is flying from Winnipeg to participate in the Eric Lindros Celebrity Hockey Classic and be on my team, Rachel's Raiders, raising money for Easter Seals Ontario, which is a charity that helps out kids with physical disabilities, as I have told you many times. Here's what I would like you to do. You've all been donating to my page, my cause for Easter Seals, and right now, Rachel's Raiders, last I checked, are in first place. I'd like to keep it that way. What I would like you to do is go to the Rachel's Raiders page and donate to my teammates. Donate to Brad. Donate donate $24 in honor of Wayne Simmons' number. I don't care what you do. Donate to Brad. Mike Stevens is on that team. Lots of people are on that team. Go and look at that page. And if you see someone who looks like they're lacking a little bit in the fundraising department, help them out. Let's be good sports about this Leafs Nation. Come on. And if you're watching this or listening to this and you're not a Leafs fan, I would also like you to donate to charity. That'd be good. Also not a question, but from Luke Fox, who is the king of weird obscure stats, Maple Leafs improve to 15-0-0 when David Camp scores a goal. So when the Leafs inevitably go to another game seven this year, the golden rule is PASS IT TO DAVID! Has there been enough games to have a gauge on Samsonov? Mm. Okay, okay. Let, me, let me put it like this. Samsonov has played four games as a Leaf and he's won them all. He has yet to allow more than two goals in a game as the Leafs goalie. If you take four bites of something, that's enough bites to know whether it tastes good or not. So far, this tastes good. That was four bites enough to judge whether or not this is your favorite. No, probably not. You gotta, you gotta have the full dish at least three times. That's the golden rule. I, I am just... I'm starving. I'm ordering chicken wings for lunch tomorrow. I've already decided. And you know what? I'm gonna get up late because I'm gonna stay up late to do this. I might have chicken wings for breakfast. Anyway, where uh, the goalie's good. Yeah, Mike, he's good. Will the construction on the lakeshore be completed in time for the parade? <laughs> no. However long you think it's gonna take for the Toronto Maple Leafs to finally win the Stanley Cup again, the lakeshore will be done about seven years after that. We'll end with this, Ilya Simsonov, Asked what he liked most about the Leafs' win tonight. Win. Easy choice. I am really starting to like you. And I am really enjoying how the Leafs kicked off this five-game road trip. That is it for this one. Thank you very much for watching. Click like if you liked this video. Click subscribe if you really liked it. Tell all your friends. Once again, link down below. Donate to my teammates on Rachel's Raiders. All the money goes to the same place. Easter Seals, Ontario. It's a charity that helps out kids with physical disabilities. It makes a difference in people's lives. So let's make a difference in people's lives. Let's do it. You're showing me your butthole! <laughs> Drew, I don't know if you can... <laughs> is there anything better than beating the Jets? Yes, there is. <laughs> Why do I make him this character?